Hello, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Nightmare Cinema. This is episode six. My name is Johnny Cameron. I'll be your host for today. Joining me, going from left to right as I see them on my little Zoom screen, is <laughs> Sean Watkins. Say hello, Sean. <laughs> hello. And uh, John, the secondary John. How are you doing today, John? Secondary John. <laughs> yeah. Fluous John. Yes, I'm fine, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. I haven't said that, actually. No one ever calls me John. So uh, today we are, of course, talking about uh, the witch or the witch, as I think it was intended to be. I don't know why they did that thing. I should have looked into that, why they did that thing with the title. It's how the word was originally spelt in the period of when the film is set. Oh, that's why uh, we keep you go. around. That's why we keep you around, Sean. So it's it's a film uh, brought out in 2015, directed by Robert Eggers. Um, it's got a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and for some reason only 6.9 uh, on IMDb. But I don't know if they let sort of normal idiots vote on those things as well. <laughs> um, stars Ralph Innocent, um, you know from uh, The Office, uh, Anna Taylor Joy, of course. Uh, more recently of Queen's Gambit fame and uh, Kate, Kate Kate Dickey um, from uh, I'm sure she's done a lot of things but a lot of people probably recognise her from, uh, from Game of Thrones uh, also something I realised about this Kate Dickey in that little that oldie worldy the little bonnet she spends an awful lot of time in the film looking like Arsene Wenger <laughs> I can't comment on that which, I don't know what that means which which, which shouldn't <laughs> Which shouldn't, you know, when you you say that if these things detract from your enjoyment of the film, then it can't be a very good film. But John understands what I'm talking about, and that's why he's laughing. So I think much. I think you may have just killed me. There. <laughs> she does, though. Congratulations, you've killed your friend. Uh, but yeah, it's a film that um, I think when we set out to do this, I had a short list of films, one of which uh, Paranormal Activity. This was another one. Um, there's another couple to come. Things like. And the thing, uh, films like that, which which really stuck with me, and they're not an archetypal sort of jump scare horror film. Um, it's set in New England, um, Puritan, um, of course, as it was at the time, strictly set in the 1630s, so roughly about uh, 60 years before the Salem witch trials. Um, so you know, it's quite a long time actually, given the history of of, of America and, and the and how long the, it's actually been sort of a recognised um, nation, as as it, it wasn't really back in those days. Um, but it, it does invoke that time period in your mind. It, it certainly invokes um, things like The Crucible. I've heard mm-hmm. quite a lot of people say it on reviews. Yeah. Um, so it had a budget of $4 million, um, which is very, very cheap. Um, although when you watch it, you can pretty much understand why. Uh, so this is a film I think I've bigged up so much as I've put down other films that have been sort of picked um, mostly talking about Hush again. Um, I really wanted to 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 put a proper film on um, for our combined enjoyment and a, a proper film, not just not a, a horror film of something that's a film first. Um, but it is a horror film. It's called The Witch. They're immediately banished and isolated near a scary secluded woods. Uh, it's in a time period uh, which is renowned for a suspicion, religious persecution and fear. Um, which is a real, very, very human fear. Um, and you can tell from the early direction, uh, the filters they use on the film, the camera, the lenses, whatever, um, it's not going to be a sort of Charlotte's Web 
farm um, that, they've, that they've been banished to. I think the setup is brilliant because it gets bang. You know, the first scene is a lot of Mardi looking oldie, ye oldie type looking folks going, yeah, you should you should leave. And then go, well, we will leave. Um, so they're isolated. They're, they're secluded. The setup's brilliant. Um, and it sets its stall out. You know, it's it's not going to be a particularly easy watch. I wanted to know what were both of your, we'll go left to right, um, initial thoughts of, of the film where, and not necessarily of the opening scenes, but just just sort of your, your first your first few bullet points of, of how the film made you feel and, and what you thought of it in general. Okay, so I'm glad that you're saying don't talk about the opening scenes yet because I do want to talk about them. Okay. Okay, yeah. I have a feeling we want to say the same thing. (laughs) But overall, I watched this film probably a few years ago when it first came to Netflix and Mm. I enjoyed it. I I did enjoy it at the time of watching it. When I rewatched it, I I don't think it's got that rewatch appeal to it. Um, If you know what is coming, you know what is coming. It looks really good. It looks amazing. And it it is a stunning film, um, really well acted but mm-hmm. not much happens. Yeah, you see, the thing the thing is, with, with and I'm like this with all films, I can watch the best film, you know, I absolutely love. Um, and sometimes a lot of films for me don't have that rewatch appeal. I can't, mm. I know exactly what you mean. You know what happens, but I feel like that with a lot of things. So mm. I'll go back and rewatch things four or five years where I know what, you know what the end game is, but the, the, the details in between are grainy so you, you, you're still getting that whereas I know people that can watch a film re-watch it re-watch it there are certain films that I can do that with but it's mostly things like Spinal Tap where it's, it, it just keeps getting funny and you're not really watching it for the, mm. the story uh, so I understand what you're saying I disagree with there's not a lot of things happening but we'll get to that because mm-hmm. um, I've got a question uh, a discussion point in a, in a little bit when I want to talk about the pacing of the film um, which I think it actually handles really, really well. Um, but I don't think you you will, but but okay. uh, it be interesting to see. Um, John, what are your uh, initial thoughts about this? Do 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 try and keep it under an hour for this little segment. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I could talk about this film for a week without taking a breath. I still don't I, know whether that's good or bad because I could do the same with Hush. <laughs> <laughs> Mine won't end in murder though, yours might. Um, I watched it for, for the first time a, a few, fair few years ago now, and I remember it being okay. not Nothing to write home about. Very well acted and well made and all that. And I remember thinking, I, I, I'm not going to watch this again now. And then you said we'll watch it for that. I know it's always been good. I know that it's a good, mm. bloody good film. But I watched it last night, and my jaw was on the floor. It is sublime. It is... Yes. It, it is genuinely a, a, a fucking vision. I I cannot believe I missed so much for the, fir- the first so time. Just to clarify what you mean then, are you talking about how it looks and how it's directed? The whole thing. Every every box I look for in a film, this ticked. Like including the narrative every, and characters. Including the narrative, okay. everything. Narrative, casting, script, effects... See now, I think you you might like it more than me because I've got one or two things to say about the narrative. But I'll let you go on. I I I loved I loved this film, but I don't think it's without flaws by any stretch. I I loved 
like the first time I watched it, I thought this is a really decent film. It's this Robert Eggers, whoever he is, he won't go very far. Blah blah blah. Um, whatever happened to him? It, um, it's, it's it's a it's a it's his first kind. Of, it's his debut feature. Um, claustrophobic little mystery horror thriller period drama fucking masterpiece and, I, and I, I was sat there last night and halfway through the film I put it on pause went on Amazon and ordered the Blu-ray mm. and then I ordered the script and then I ordered The Lighthouse as well which is Robert Eggers absolutely brilliant follow-up which I just love but um, what, what you said just then about the um, claustrophobic is, is certainly it's almost like Robert Eggers trademark um, yeah. He's done. He's done this and the lighthouse. And yeah. What is Isolation. interesting is the um... yeah. I think it's. I think it's really clever how he's done that, and I don't know how he's done that. I don't know the technical things because the backdrop is this massive open space, but you cannot get away from that claustrophobic feeling, which like scratches at you while you're watching it. It's it's done in like a one six aspect ratio. So I have I've written it down somewhere. Um, but as well as that, I think a massive contributing factor to it is the the score. I think the music is absolutely mm. exceptional. It's done by a guy yeah. called Mark Corbin, who also did the Lighthouse, and you can draw a, such a clear and even parallel if you had the the Lighthouse on and and the Witch on on two different screens and watch ten minutes of one ten minutes, or did did the the, uh, the highlights from the scenes which are particularly menacing. You can hear the how the score works and how that claustrophobic, um, you know, in the lighthouse on an island, um, you've got the aspect ratio. It feels very cramped, very claustrophobic. Um, and then you've got, um, uh, like you said, a massive open space, except they're just there. It's their little farm. And then it's the woods and the insidious menace coming from the woods uh, or seemingly coming from the woods. It is something that they can't uh, escape from it doesn't matter if you've got all the space in the world. It's um, it's absolutely yeah, horrifying. Go back to what you said about the score. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is absolutely exceptional. And it's one of those scores, you know, when you're watching a film and you're like, your hairs just stand up. Yeah. The score is that phenomenal. And Egg- I read that Eggers said that he even liked the end credit music better than he liked the entire film, which I think is absolutely well, amazing. I, I, I'm intrigued quite a lot of the time about what people do. With the um the end credits because that's that's the end of the film and then mm. um a lot of the time it's sort of they seem to just draw a line under it and then maybe not necessarily with these sorts of films but maybe they'll just put on some music or whatever you know what whatever they it's it's obviously not whatever they can find but which which isn't sort of congruent with the, with the film whereas the the end credits are part of the film you know mm. what I mean a lot of people stay to watch them um sort of out of respect for, for what people do um during the film that obviously you don't see on the screen. It's all it's all part part of the film. Uh, it's all part of the runtime. Um so I I think that what he's got there is is something that's very good. It's something that doesn't jar. It's something that doesn't take you out of the experience if you're staying to watch the end of the credits. Yeah, definitely. What are you staring at Sean? Is it what John's got in his mouth? Yeah, what is that John? No, I'm, I have I, Is it a song? I'm very aware that I talk over people, so oh, right. I'm putting okay. this in my mouth to shut me up. Is it it seems to be working. It seems to be working as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh I, I thought it was like a Mintero. I did at first. I thought it was an ice cream or something. It's got Homer Simpson on it. Is it a socks or is it a pair of bills? <laughs> a pair of bills looking like that. 
I, well, I don't know. Wife anyway, it seems to be working though because I haven't spoken for ages, and you have. That's good, okay. I suppose. So we were talking about um, themes of uh, isolation, uh, Robert Eggers films. Um, so it sets out its stall, as I mentioned earlier. They're banished from the get-go. That's the first scene. Um, and I want to talk about this, the, the setting and this, this fear, um, which is very real. Obviously, going back to that time, um, there's a very real fear surrounding religious exclusion, uh, fear of doing wrong by God, uh, being considered an outcast from your religion and your community. And community back in those days was, of course, absolutely everything um, in that time period. I, I just think that, so that backdrop for the film, because it's a film which is just absolutely bathed in in guilt, um, in, in sin, in blame, um, and that's the sort of the canvas for this oncoming malevolence. Um, not only does it does it set does it put them in a setting away from everyone where it's physically isolated, they are not wanted. No one will do business with them. What one of the things I just wanted to to make a note of, um, and and see what you thought about it was the uh, the language that they use. So I, I thought it was an interesting. Oh, he's not. An, it's an interesting choice that they made. Um, to, to use that specific language, the the accurate. I'm assuming it's accurate. Um, the yeah. accurate language says, that, that they did. It says at the end that most of the dialogue is taken from actual ex, ex, excerpts from diaries, uh, journals, uh, court transcripts, uh, and like town meetings. So the things mm. that they're saying in that film were actually said, and I think one million percent. That's what lift it from just another witchy film they do a similar thing in um the, in the crucible what did you think about the language sean because i i actually found it more immersive and it, it sort of made me me pay attention more i'm i'm I've, I've never seen it in the um in the cinema um i think it, it it did it have a it did have a full cinema release at the time because it was before netflix sort of did big blockbusters um I'm not, um, but, not sure about the cinema release, to be honest. In terms of the language, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of mm-hmm. the first time I read Wuthering Heights at A-level and trying to get around the language to get into the story is something that you have to learn and adapt. So mm-hmm. it did, It did. when they started speaking in that way, it did shock me, but it didn't put me off. Like, it never would. Yeah. Um, it, it just... You've just got to get used to a different way of people using language, isn't it? That that is basically all that I, it is. I didn't think it was too extreme. It's not like you mm. know when sort of when you like watch Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yeah. Shakespeare and they still do it in that mm. in that thing. And there's loads of cool action and violence and stuff. And it's like, why do you have to talk like that? Like kind of modern adaptation. Um, but that's just me being bone mm. idle. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought I, I I honestly loved it. I loved the the the. The, the immersive style of it I, I love the way I completely forgot that Anya Taylor-Joy is American um, and she, she, she even she, she gets in the, the accents are just amazing I, I loved every, everything about the, the, about it I even watched the sec, second time with the um, subtitles on just to and I've just brought the script I, I loved it I, I, I didn't I, I yeah I still thought it was as immersive if if not more, it, did, it didn't provide a problem for me. It wasn't really, really hard to get over, over the language. In fact, I think it was, um, it was quite um, entertaining to, to see how 
um, using that language and with those religious sort of, especially Puritan um, constraints they have on them, how, how difficult it is for them to express emotion. And, and you can see below the surface what they really want to say. And then there's like that ceiling of their religion um, that's holding the tongue and, and stopping them from, from expressing yeah. this stuff to each other. And then the language sort of laid on top of that um, is uh, brilliant. There are a few other points that you mentioned just before, and I don't know if we're going to come back to them. And it's regarding the first scenes and how they were. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You want to go for the first thing? It, 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 they got right into it at the start. They did. They, they really did. And I usually really appreciate horror films for just getting straight mm. into it. However, what I so I, I struggle with this when I watch certain films where you don't ever see them as a family. You don't ever get to see them happy. You don't get to see what their normal life was like before all of this stuff. So for me, you don't get you don't you don't properly buy into that character. So you don't actually care as much as you could with what is happening to them. Um, and that's that's just my opinion. I like to see you know, people being happy, but then how happy can you be in that sort but of community? That, that exactly. That uh, This is one of my uh, later points, actually, but I'll, I'll make it now um, because then it sort of ties in nicely, doesn't it? And oh, that's the magic of... Uh, it's as if I'd never even written it, Dave, as if it just came to me. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, it's in those times, it really does... It, I think it sacrifices the knowing what they were like as a family during, you know, happy times, better times, it sacrifices that and just replaces it with just more, even more grief because, and it puts you into a world where you are asking yourself, like you just, just said then, are these, well, yeah, are these, um, every night, mate, are these people, have they ever smiled? Is this, you know, have these people ever been happy? Are you allowed to be happy? Um, in 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 this universe, and and it, I think it just adds to that whole tapestry of this is absolutely horrible. Even without the witch stuff, this is absolutely horrible, and yeah. it, it's just like it the, the it, I think I, I think it just helps the dread. It just keeps on uh, uh, building up the the dread, and and that's just part of the the background for it, the ongoing misery of these people's lives. Oh, great! Now there's a witch. Yeah, I don't think I've <laughs> ever, ever seen Kate Dickey in anything smile. Well, she ever. smiles, yeah. Not once. No. <laughs> she's, got, she's got that really stern, almost bird like face. Yeah, she's got she a, has, she's like a she's like a Victorian school mom. Because it's all, that she does. Awesome Wenger, that's what it is. Please don't say that again, I can't cope. But it also, it, I, I think it's really, really clever because it calls back to... Um, old fairy fairy stories of or fairy tales or folks folklore whatever you want to call them of of a time where when you were in the community you were safe but if you look back at old fairy tales once you went into the woods and you went beyond your community or the city or the town that is where the evil things were that is where the unknown was and it it really plays on that not just for us as the audience but for them as a character to be like get out like go go to the woods go to this farm go wherever you want i think you, you, you're you right on that and i think um when it was harking back to those uh old sort of fairy tales almost like sort of Kristen anderson sort of stuff mm. um you know in a way um 
I'm I'm tied in with the language and uh, the the religious aspect. I think it's I I think it's a modern classic, um, but I think if if this would have been a much much bigger deal if this had been made around the same time as The Exorcist, the sixties and seventies, where that religious stigma was was still a thing, and it and it would I think it would have would have picked up a lot a lot more traction. Not necessarily been a, a better film, but I think the hype around it, um, where, whereas now sort of those things aren't as real to us anymore. Um, you know, the, the witches and demons as they were at the time of when The Exorcist was made in 73. Yeah, so, unless you're John, and, obviously. Unless you're John, yeah, or, or living in your flat. <laughs> Thanks or living in your flat. Thanks for that little reminder. It's all right. Still there. Karma. <laughs> Calm me a little bit. It's just, it's just sleep, sleeping. Go on, John. I cut you off then. You were ready to take the gag out. No, I said uh, karma. That's all I said. No. But, uh, but yeah, um, I, what I like about... Uh, one, one of the things I... One of the many, many, many things I like about this film is the, uh, the, the, the over... The intensity of the religious belief. Like, I, I love... The, I, the, the, this it makes me so happy. It's almost like I'm watching The Exorcist again. I love the way that they uh, they think God is the answer to all of their prayers, and you know how much of a blasphemer I am. And they love I love the way it's going. God will see us right, and then it's just misery upon misery upon misery. And look at the smile on my face talking about this. This is the kind of film I love. This is this is what I want from every kind of film like this. I wanted to just go, hello, God, raise a middle finger and go. Yes, and it's there's nothing about this film that isn't that doesn't work. the The way that they are all massively God fearing to the point where they're where they're prepared to to, to basically get rid of their own daughter mm. because they think she might be a little bit cursed. Well, <laughs> but the, it, it's it's not even a debate. It's like she goes, maybe we should get rid of her. He goes, well, I don't really want to do that. And then he goes, well, maybe that's the best idea because you're probably right because God knows everything and so do so do you. I love it. Love it makes me so happy. I think the the pinnacle of it is when um, Caleb's in the woods with um, his dad, and they are discussing whether their infant child, who is dead, um, will be in hell or not. What a conversation that is! And then they're talking about. Everyone is born into a sinner and the son's asking questions that the dad can't answer. And the dad is just, he's he's absorbing the questions and just deflecting back and then just burying those questions deep down within himself because he doesn't have the answer because God is God. Yeah, God God is the answer. And these are God-fearing people in a godless universe. but we, we oh brilliant! I love but, that. I love but, that. But we'll come back to that later because it might not strictly be true, which is one of the problems that the the tiny little thread that's come loose on this very cozy and fashionable and stylish and lovely jumper that is uh, this film. Um, <laughs> that that one less good, albeit. Um, yeah, so I touched on something that a slight, not really problem, but a slight thread that, that was that was maybe pulled um in my mind with it um and and it, it it doesn't make it any less brilliant of a film um although it might do might do slightly i don't know but we'll get to that at the end because okay. let's just let, let's really get into the meat of it for now and we'll come You're back john 
Jot now out. It's it's because there's going to be a big old big old discussion about this. It's a big old fish to pull out the uh, the water and 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 strangle and punch or whatever you do with a fish when you get it. <laughs> um, yeah, big old fish to eat. John, you've got to make a point. Um, yeah, I, I, what, it, the film opens in that at that kind of town <laughs> meeting, doesn't it? Yeah. What are you laughing at? You're 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 introdu- We always do it. I'm fucking bailing up. Go on, right, start Right, go. okay, silence. John. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I can't. His face is putting me off. Go on. This is, this is genuinely, this is genuinely, I think, my oh. favourite thing that I've ever oh, done. This me. is the, this is the best part of the week. This fucking laughing faces is so stupid. You've never had laughing faces like this before. How can you hear a laughing face? Now. No, he's the, right, he's okay, Right. We couldn't start for five minutes at the start because you were thinking about Arsene Wenger. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back to the beginning of the whole film, to the, that town meeting where they're actually getting banished. It seems like they're on trial for something. Don't know what. And the fact that it's so ambiguous, it makes you think, for, the, for you to be completely ostracised in a community like that, um, without even, without without a trial so to speak and just like yeah, from a meeting means that you've you've really pissed everyone off and for the whole family to go it's got to be something within the family so and the fact that you never find out about it that I'm always saying what is wrong with this family are mm-hmm. they actually a curse is there something going on with them through like for them to be totally have the back turned by their entire community and in those times, the only way that would do that was some sort of horrendous sin. It's not, I mean, you can pretty much do whatever you want as long as you can get away with it religion-wise. Um, but the only way you'd, you'd, you'd get ostracized like that is if it was a proper affront to God. And you got me onto this the other day, Sean, when you said there's a bit of weird interplay between the dad and... Um, Thomason or Anya Taylor-Joy's character, that they seem to be a little bit... What's the word that you said? You say the word, because I don't want to say it. Incestuous. That's the one. I couldn't think of it. I was thinking of another word that probably would have got us banned. Oh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and you told me two things to look out for, and it was like when when he's when the dad comes in from hunting and she's taking his clothes off and stuff, and yeah. I look a bit further on... Um, school mom Kate Dickey goes to do it and he pushes her away mm-hmm. and and I'm like hang on a minute this this is this has got a bit of weight to it now so then there's there's that kind of undertone all the way through it that the, the, the they must have been expelled for a reason maybe something isn't right with this family and then you have all this other chaos going on around them and then all hell breaks loose at the end and you're just like the fact that you never kind of know and it's never shown or proven, it's just another string to it. The thing with that is, though, um, while it's a good sort of, what do you call it, a MacGuffin, but MacGuffin has to be an object. um, Uh, Nevertheless, um, in those strictly, extremely religious times, something as... Trivial. Say again. 
Something really trivial. trivial. Something really trivial could get you kicked out of your community. Oh, I, thought that, 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 I thought you meant that uh, was yeah. trivial. I was no, like, no, incest <laughs> but, is not trivial. Disclaimer. But, but um, <laughs> can we put that at the start of all all of them? Um, <laughs> My no, I'm, I'm, I'm just incest of any kind. I'm just saying. Um, but if it if it was something to get you cast out, yeah, it's trivial. It's something like uh, nonsense. Your daughter. Um, that's gonna that's gonna have bigger repercussions, surely, in the eyes of God, which is what they all sort of pander to in in their in their churches. Uh, is something like that's gonna get you gonna get your your head I locked mean, off? Yeah, if that's the thing that happens, if that's the thing that happens, yeah. because it's not that, talked about, is it? Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's never even remarked on. It, we just join it with all these stern, ashen faced people in this church and even that scene freaks me the fuck out see what what i immediately go to would be the dad having some kind of uh dispute with the church because he, he doesn't speak he speaks kindly of god and says oh you know this is god's plans god's will um in the way that he acts and the things that he says to caleb and thomas and and his wife uh however he's he's when he's speaking about trading with people in the town it's almost rebellious because you say well no we will trade with these people I traded your uh your father's silver cup you know we've got to so it's as if uh, almost the small way he's rebelling um against the, the the will of the the church and the town it's almost as if he's he's got a problem with them which to me would maybe indicate um that earlier on there was there was something that he did which they didn't take kindly yeah. in order for his family to to survive um but Obviously, that the corn season was poor. I think that was that that was a factor even before that they were they were banished. Um, and on top of that, people wouldn't trade with them because they'd been sort of excommunicated. Um, I don't know if they were officially excommunicated, but um, so so I, I took it to just be some sort of almost trivial dispute where they didn't see eye to eye. I would have thought anything more than that would have been um sort of the churches or, or you know the, the town's green lights are yeah let's let's chop them up let's do whatever we do with these people yeah. hang on I, it's 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 the fact they leave it open completely open to interpretation there's enough in the film to make you think that a, a fair few things could have happened it could have been the twins who were slightly out of control or or, or, or um black philip who was just black philip is a goat by the way um, to anyone who hasn't seen her, um, who is just the creepiest looking goat you've ever seen. And goats and are pretty gorgeous. fucking creepy. Yeah. And with good reason. He is gorgeous. I oh that 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 I have to just mention this as well and spoiler alert if you don't we've got want. a black Phillip section coming up in a bit. So. Oh have we? okay. Oh, so yeah. 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 I yeah, I nearly just I nearly just completely ignored you then and went into it. But yeah, um Maybe it, it, the the list of things it can be are kind of endless, and he and I think Robert Eggers does it on purpose. I think he lays it and keeps the layers coming, so you're just like, why is why? Because I was asking this so much last night. I was like, why have they been kicked out? They seem like a very slightly dysfunctional on the surface, God fearing family. The 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 wife is just like the most God fearing woman ever. Um, the the dad is a very hard working farmhand who goes out hunting seems to so i just did a really quick search to find out why the family were kicked out and apparently they were kicked out for being too strict how can you be too strict back then i 
don't know. I really don't know. Maybe... Yeah, surely if you keep it within your own uh, own family, not the incestuous Ooh. stuff to go back to it. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's like, who's to say what you can and can't do, you know, within your walls? Or maybe they just didn't like the general vibe that family was giving off. I don't know. I, do you know what? To be too strict. How can you be too strict in those times? You must have literally... I, I, that's just laid in a, another huge bunch of question marks on top of this. Mm. Where's that? Where's that source come I mean, from? That's exactly. That's exactly what I was just about to say. It is someone saying on Reddit that they think that that's what. That's they, not a source. It's not a source. But as I said, it was Google, John. Before you jumped down my fucking throat. They think it's too strict. John thinks it was a pedo. <laughs> And well, anything in between could be possible. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sums. I mean, eloquent as a, that sentence may not have been, that's pretty much it. And to to have that on a film, it's, it's genius. It's just a stroke of genius. I do, I do think that it, that maybe some elements of um, paedophilia there or incest, or whatever, both in the film, but then. I tried to remove, when I said it to John, I tried to remove myself from it because obviously I'm writing a book that deals with like really similar themes. So I don't know if I'm sort of seeing plug, that. Plug, plug, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> slightly shameless. And when, and when is this well, when is this book available in shops? Oh, uh, as if. Um, I, I just don't know if I'm seeing what I'm writing, if that makes sense. Um, seeing what, what then, you want to see even if it's not there well I don't want to see that definitely no. um, but then there, there, those parts are there that bit where yeah. he, he she undresses her dad and that bit where he he, he goes to the woods and he, he finds her and it's like he's so happy that he's found her in the woods like he's he like runs up to her and hugs her and he's like kissing her and stuff which I get like his other his other child went into the woods and was never never came back so I get it that you can read it two ways, can't you? Yeah, no, I understand always, that. With regard to undressing the dad, they always they talk about sending her off to a different family. So are they preparing her for the kind of stuff she would be doing with this other family? Do, do you get what I mean? So uh, you can read it like a few ways. Yeah, like as 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 a, as a sort of not not as a daughter, but maybe as a you a know um, a servant? slave slave not yeah. a slave, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, you can live with the family as long as you. Do the washing up or whatever. Um, I think that's what they, how they referenced it back in those days. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that that there are some serious uh, parallels between this and The Shining. Um, let let alone that there's the old woman's the twins. Um, the film was cut a bit too short for the dad to go mental with an axe, but it was coming. Um, there, that... there, there there are lots of things like that. But I, what I want to sort of get onto. Put that salt back in your mouth because um, I, I know you're dying um, to get it out and we can bring it all out in the next couple of discussion points here. Um, Very difficult. We've, we've already sort of discussed and agreed. I hope that it is a, a very good film. Um, of a film, it, it is brilliant. It does that well. It gets the basics right um, plus all the not-so-basics. It's a film first and foremost and that's obviously what a lot of horror films don't do. But the major point is, obviously, with it being Nightmare Cinema, is it a scary film? I mean, we've touched on, obviously, the woods as the device with the ratio, um, the, the lenses, the music, the very old and horrible lady witch. Um, if she is a witch or if she isn't, matters not. It's extremely, extremely unsettling. I mean, I think the first 
first thing we get into after the family pretty much have been excommunicated is a disappearing baby. And then we see an old woman uh, mashing a baby in a pot um, as if, it, you know, it's spices or something. Um, the, the use of lightning in that scene where it's literally, it's almost as if it's like a dry brush thing. It's you've got just the darkness and then hair and it's like almost candlelight or something. And it's just like uh, the moon's reflection on it. You can make out, you can make out the edges of it and it just gives you enough information so you know what's going on, but it doesn't show you the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, which I think is is brilliantly done. You don't see the baby being killed. You don't see anything graphic like that. It's not Cannibal Holocaust, although we will watch that one day, I'm sure. Um, you get glimpses of what's happening with this so-called witch, what she's doing to a human child, the reality that which makes it oh so more real and oh so more... Um, relative you can you can relate to that you know you can't relate to a a monster with three heads because it doesn't exist but you can relate to this witch lady whether she is a witch or not and this this is something that could happen to a family the baby could be stolen and some uh woman out of her mind supernatural or no could do something so disturbing which is really really scary to me um as as well when uh, another scene where where um she sort of seduces and takes Caleb a bit later on. It's not a film which is based around jump scares. It just gets under your skin and it's it's terrifying like that. The, I think the only jump scare in the film is when, and harking back to The Shining, which I thought I, I couldn't remember what happened the first time I watched it. Um, so when I watched it last night, um, obviously Caleb gets seduced by this lovely looking lady That's what I was who, say. Who, who does a brilliant dead behind the eyes thing she's like uh what someone described like ted bundy like he's like a great white shark the eyes just black there's nothing behind him so this woman this lovely looking woman um seduces him brings him in for a kiss but she's like dead behind the eyes and that's absolutely brilliantly done the actress um and and that the only jump scare is is obviously when the old lady hand comes out but i thought it was going to do something just just the shining where where obviously Jack Nicholson kisses that woman in the bath and she turns into a horrid old lady. That entire sequence is what I'm talking about by the Kubrickian style mm. of it. That's mm. straight from the, the Stanley Kubrick book of how to do a fucked up scene. And the 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 the, the patience of it, the, the kind of slowness of it of the whole thing, and then the amazing payoff at the end. All you see is a hand come up. And you just go, like that. It, it, I mean, to answer your question, is it a horror film? It, it to no, me, not, it, well, it, is it is it scary? Oh, mate, it scared the shit out of me. Mm. It freaked me out to the point where I was just like, I had to kind of like switch a light on. And this is the second time I'd seen it. Remember? I I didn't mind that jump scare at all because the the it, it earned it. I think if it's a good horror film, you earn the right to throw in a couple of jump scares to add it to only, the texture. As you said, it only had that one in it, but it was the tone and the atmosphere that it created. Even the scenes where like not really that much was happening because of what it where it is, you're still sitting there. And I was thinking, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I'd seen it before. It was it, it's 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 just so skillfully made by a filmmaker who completely is in control of what he's doing. He knows his script because he wrote it. He knows his production. He knows his cast. He knows everything he wants to do. And everything he was doing, was, he was pulling off with expertise that has is rarely seen these days. This guy, for me, 
is one of the best new filmmakers. He's, for me, he's two for two. Completely original films. Com- so well made. And, and, and we're getting performances out of actors you'd never think you would. Um, Ralph Vincent used to be in uh, The Office and he's in a, just about everything else, but only in a small part. He's front and centre in this and he shines. You, you're looking at a film, especially in, in, in The Witch, where he just says, he, he brings out performances you never knew were there. Anya Taylor-Joy now, she, she's always been brilliant and she's always been a bit of an alt actor. actor. But this, this, he really lets her shine. She's like the biggest thing in the world at the moment because of The Queen's Gambit. But, this, yeah, she's a brilliant actress. This is a calling Actor. card for these actors. Every single one of them is just excellent. And it's what happens when you get good actors and a director who knows what to do with a good actor. So did you and... find the film scary? Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yes, he, said, he said, yeah, and then he yeah. said three million other words. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, I put, so, I, yes, I put me back, back in now. But to be fair right. though, John, you find Peppa Pig scary. So, yeah. No, I don't. You do. No, I don't. <clears throat> so, is this film a scary film? No, it is not. It yeah. is an atmospheric film. It's really good attention and building atmosphere. That is it. It's not scary at all. That's how you answer that question. Fuck off. Can I just go back to really quickly? Because <laughs> you spoke about the lighting and you mentioned loads of little points in there that I wanted to come back to, but then we just didn't. So, with regard to the lighting, they tried to use as much natural or available lighting as they did so they didn't really <clears throat> light the sets like the x-files never used to light the sets properly like a proper film and um, that was something that they did for this film as well so i think that that builds to the to the atmospheric vibe I think no that's i didn't know that and things should be done as, as naturally as as possible um if possible during the film um so like I don't find an awful lot of films scary, but it's the ones that leave a lasting impression that that do. I do find scary that sort of chill me. Um, the two scenes of man and they happen extremely. Uh, I think they happen parallel to each other. Um, so number one, which I think is the scariest film in any film I've ever watched, um, is uh, when the dad has nailed them into uh, the goat pen, mm-hmm. um, and then when the witch turns around and cackles, that's <gasps> absolutely disgustingly horrifying. Um, <laughs> that, that, that witch, um, that lady is, is more scary than any monster in any film. It's, it's a real human and she's doing these things and acting monstrously. And she acts in such a way that someone like that, and I keep saying, supernatural she's a witch she isn't it doesn't matter because she's essentially um an alien she there's no commonality with she's human but it's almost like an uncanny valley thing she's human but there's nothing human about her Mm. um the scene that happens parallel um which i think if they'd have not been braver but in another world they should have ended the film with is when uh, kate dickie's sat in the chair and uh, she thinks uh, she's breastfeeding and then it's a, it's a, like a crow um, pecking at a, at a breast and yeah. she's just sort of rocking in the chair, happy as Larry. And um, it's just absolutely horrible, disturbing. There, there really are some properly 
deeply unsettling images in this film. And one of the ones, and this is where I think I'm going to, might mm-hmm. get a bit of, of abuse here. One of the ones that I, my, my favorite ones, I should say, is towards the end of the film when she turns mm-hmm. around and she attempts to speak directly to Black Phillip. You think, oh, well, she's talking to a fucking goat here. And she goes to leave, and then this utterly chilling voice just comes out. And you're just sitting there thinking, I was just, I, I'd gone by then. I was just like, this, this, she's talking, I know, I know she's talking to a goat, but this works. It was so dis- disconcerting, so unsettling, and so atmospherically terrifying. This is why I don't understand why you don't say it's a scary film. She's talking to a goat and it was one of the most chilling scenes ever. This is the difference between chilling and scary though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this was this this was both because I, I've mentioned those scenes, then we'll get on to the Black Phillips stuff in a second. Um, but I think I think those scenes are so scary and they work. Um, and they wouldn't work out of context with the film. They'd be unsettling, but they wouldn't be scary because this film from start to finish, um, I've I've waxed local about how how brilliant it is. Uh, for me, it is a proper horror. It's an atmospheric horror, um, but the whole film just makes me anxious from start to finish. It's a world where a laugh or a smile doesn't seem to exist for more than a second. Now, this is the point that I really did want to get onto, and this is one of my slight problems with the film. I don't think there's enough ambiguity in it. I think it could be an absolute masterpiece. But the fact, the fact that... Johnny, if rea- if reactions could speak, me and Sean just went, what? Like that at the, the same the, time. The, the fact that... Carry that on. Okay, so with this whole ambiguity thing, let's go back into Black Phillip. Now, would you say that Black Phillip is silly? Is this a silly thing to put in up until then? an almost a a quite ambiguous film now okay that could be a hallucination maybe but i think there's there's enough in the film i think i think it's 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 showing you what is happening that's my own opinion not not just in in thomason's mind because that at that that point the film ceases to be questionable in terms of if it is ambiguity and it becomes supernatural and i'm i'm not sure how much i like the supernatural in it being confirmed. Yeah, I think what it is, it's an ambiguous film, ambiguous film with an answer at the end. And the answer is, you, you, you it was, well, all it can't be an, amb- am- kind can't of be an ambiguous film, then, can it? You can have an am- ambiguous, ambiguous kind of theme with an answer at the end, because that's the whole point. You get the payoff at the end. This was a payoff. I don't think anyone was expecting. I think we mm. were just expecting it to be kind of, kind of sedate and kind of just disappear without any answers like the Salem witch trials which were kind of like um this huge thing with with no real um climax so to speak so i think what he's done is with this he's he's asked so many questions all the way he's created this world where we have to make up our own mind and then he's gone got yeah it was but all that, that's that's the thing. I it, think, doesn't it get all a little bit hammer house at the end? I I I love the end with all my 
black heart. I really do. I love the fact that all of this comes comes to light. I love from the moment from the moment that that witch turns around and starts cackling. It is a, a, a supernatural roller coaster of just brilliance. From that, you go into Black Philip talking, which is just amazing. From that, you have the absolute chaos at the end where all hell breaks loose, and then she kind of disappears. She's left there on her own. She looks around at her spoiler alert family being basically wiped out. And then she disappears into the woods and she finds that fire. Yeah. Oh, she's led into the woods. Well, I, 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 yeah, I just, just want to say that it, I would like to see the film do, done with two different endings. So then I can decide which one I like more because <laughs> I'm not, I'm talking about the last half hour because or it's not the last half hour it's only three half hours in it. Um, if it was, if the last 15, 10, 15 minutes, because I do think they chose to go down an avenue and I don't begrudge it because it is, is a good ending. If you're going to go down that route, I just think it loses that whole, the, the, the atmosphere, the grief, the blame, um, the, the misery of, of losing a child. They, they, they sort of, they, they yeah. lose what could have been an almost a, a hallucination, like a share a, brought on by grief in, in, in exactly in 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 favor of this supernatural ending which, which is fine if you're going to do that i mean because they go the whole hog i mean so this is one of those films and it bugs me when films do this it's like it's got five endings because they didn't know where to finish it and for, you're right one of the endings could have been where she's tit feeding that crow or it could have been another place or another place or another place. She didn't have to go into the um, into the barn and we didn't have to see that man who was supposed to be the devil, I assume. She didn't have to then go into the woods. She didn't have to then discover that fire and then the end. That didn't have to happen. So I, I do get what you're saying, John. I get that. It does lose... Johnny, sorry. It does lose some of that ambiguity that it's built so so well but then i i also kind of like having an answer yeah this, this is this is going back to i think something i said a few weeks ago um the ending of a horror film or the ending of a twisty turny psychological thing is is so hard to mm. to do and get right you're never going to please everyone i i for the record i do like the ending it just leaves me me wondering because of everything that's that's been built up um, it it leaves me maybe just just wanting even even more of the witch, um, but we'll we'll get on to that. Um, I just want to talk very quickly, um, funnily enough, about the pacing of the film because I know Sean, you mentioned before that it, it maybe not a lot happened. I disagree with that actually. I think I said at the start, um, I think for an hour and a half, I would have uh, liked it to be maybe half an hour longer. I felt like it's a film which had a lot to say and it could have it could have paced it a bit slower. It's it's good that it didn't. I don't know, maybe it might have gotten too boring, but um, I, I just just think that, that there was an awful lot happened in an hour and a half. And I think if it had been longer, it might have been given more room to breathe and given more time to build up that atmosphere rather than bang, bada, bang, 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 bada, bang, go through, go through the, these points that are building up. Or maybe it wouldn't have made it as good. Maybe it would have made it a bit of a drag. I don't know. I felt like it could use more time to let 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 the narrative breathe a little. There was enough narrative to allow that to happen. What was happening was happening, and it happened at the pace that it should happen. I think 
um, only because if it was an extra hour, uh, half an hour, um, I'd have been bored probably and I probably wouldn't have stuck around, to be honest with you. Um, it does what it needs to do. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. It does everything it should do in an hour, in an hour and a half. I wouldn't change... I don't think I'd change anything about it. Even the bits I don't really like, I don't really... <laughs> I kind of like... I just think it's 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 that good, and I'm so happy that it was picked to do this because I wouldn't I wouldn't have watched it again otherwise. That's what I'm talking about. Even the uh, the the fact that maybe I'm thinking about the ambiguity of the ending and how it could have been different doesn't necessarily mean that I want it to be different. I would I just just saying that it sacrifices one thing for the other. And Robert Eggers probably knows a little bit more about films and endings than I do. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> if, if if you want to make a Robert Eggers film longer, you just get an, a, a half an hour more Robert Eggers. It's not going to be a bad thing. It's just no. It's when you think about the film and what it needs, it doesn't really need anything. It's it's that good on its own. And for for me, with that ending, I just it is sublime, just sublime. I think it's absolutely superb all round. Um, like I said, there's not. I don't think that there's hardly a, a film out there that that doesn't have one or two things that that maybe yeah. not not that you wish were, were different, but you, you would like to see how things were done slightly differently and see how it affected the the texture and the makeup of the film as a whole. Um, but yeah, this is almost almost perfect. I mean, I absolutely I, I adore it. Um, but obviously, I I, I'm just one man, um, and we are a trio here. And I want to know what the pair of you think. For me, this is nightmare cinema because not only is it a brilliant film, it is a scary film, it's a chilling film, it's a horror film, and it's it's it goes on the the top shelf of of horrors as well. I, I would I would put it. We need to do a ranking table at some point, but this is this is right up there in in like those uh, laminate things where where they keep the first editions of Batman and. And, and other such comics, which are rarities, you mustn't. You mustn't even look at it. <laughs> your eyes. I couldn't agree more. It is. I. I'm just so thankful, as I said then, that we 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 watched it again because my opinions on it differed. I actually changed my uh, my ranking in IMDb from that for this. I I gave it a seven before. It's a solid ten now. No I, doubt in my it, mind. It 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 makes me very very happy that. Because you you said you had a lot to say about the the film when yeah. we were speaking in sort of pre-production. I was being ambiguous, uh, ambiguous, ambiguous. You were. Uh, I think I've used the words ambiguous and parallel quite a lot. Maybe <laughs> I, I think people that listen to this should maybe play. Um, I've seen it done with other cast uh, cast podcast. Um, bingo. <laughs> so there'll be you can you can do a, a scratch off every time John cuts over someone. Every time I cut I over someone, I haven't done that that often apart from then because I've had a sock on my mouth for most of every, every time Sean goes, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> going back, going back to your question. Thank you for cutting me off. Um, it is 100% nightmare cinema. This is the stuff of horror ecstasy. So, um, but as well as that, no. So yeah, you be quiet now. Put your sock back in. Okay. At the actual very very end of this film, just to touch on it really really quickly before I cast my vote, um, was amazing. I think, and when she goes to the fire and she sees those women doing this weird dance, I thought that is very 
vulgar. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but also, it's like I couldn't look away from the screen even if I wanted to. And when I've researched it, that part where they're writhing around the fire is actually based on a Japanese form of dancing called buto. I'm not sure if that's the correct pronunciation, so I'm sorry. But it sort of makes sense now. It does look choreographed. It does look lovely. Um, I thought it was based around Glastonbury in the 90s. But no, that's the bit where they float at the very end. All right. <laughs> um, so for me, it, it does have some problems, as all horror films do, as all films do, but it is definite nightmare cinema, definitely. It's weird that we agree. Yes. I'm not used to it. I know, Because yeah. I'm, I'm sure maybe... I've, what have I picked? I've done this one and um, now I've just done this one and Paranormal, Paranormal Activity, Activity. Paranormal and we've Activity. all liked all of them. That's very true. Uh, there's too much pressure now. So it's yeah. my my turn next Ooh. time. Do you want a clue? Yes. It's... <laughs> oh, brilliant. brilliant. Invisible Man. <laughs> it's a classic. That's all I'm going to say. That's not a clue. It is a clue. If I give you any more clues, you're just gonna you're just gonna get it. So we'll just leave it there. Do do a uh, do a little clue one that we won't get immediately, but then we I will can't, get. I can't because you'll just get it. No, no go on. That's it. Okay. Goodbye, it's everyone. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> bye, boys. See you later. Bye. Bye, bye. Listeners. See you later. <laughs>